Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. I'm here with um, John Herding, here with Rob Rubina. Dr. Ray Carr, Dr. Nick Perugini, and a special guest today, Bill Ewey. Um, Bill is a local phys ed teacher at a middle school, um, and he's going to kind of talk to us about his feelings on, well, he's going to explain his situation to us today, because we're going to get, this is going to be a couple episode series with Bill, because he's a dynamic, fun, um, fun guy, and you'll you'll hear that, and then he's got an interesting situation. Um, So, Bill, let's get right into it and talk about how um, give us your kind of history, your story, and then um, tell us about your setup at the local middle school. All right. Thanks uh, for having me here. It's, a, it's an honor to be here um, on the podcast today. Uh, uh, 21 years in, this is going to be my 21st year, um, taught uh, elementary PE. Uh, I'm currently a middle school uh, PE sports and health science teacher uh, at a local uh, school district in South Jersey. Um, played sports growing up. Um, obviously loved movement um so i kind of went into that um in the educational field um and i currently have an elective uh special elective that is above and beyond the the pe classes that we have at our uh, middle school so all the kids go through the regular pe classes and i'm like in the elective um area so to speak so the kids can select my class um like they would select a foreign language or um art or uh any other type of elective class um, some of the other ones we have like some stem classes stem racing things like that so mine's kind of like an elective built around movement um, so we do two days in the classroom uh, Mondays and Fridays and our curriculum you know goes over nutrition uh, movement um, uh, almost like uh, a lot of the topics that they talk about in the uh, level one um, CrossFit uh, seminar um, so we do you know human body and it's kind of like a, a greatest hits introduction to uh, you know if kids want to go into the career of becoming a strength coach or you know some sort of health um, promotion you know profession so it, it's a good setup um, and again it, it provides a lot of uh, movement opportunities for kids which is necessary today is what we're looking at so I think what's really cool seeing pictures of your room tell us about the space that you've been able to craft for yourself well about uh, this is going to be the sixth year of the program, so we went through a, uh, a construction um, addition, and uh, a couple of us got together, and it was probably three years into making, uh, being a physical education teacher, teaching all the normal uh, subjects or the units that we used to do, the sports units. Um, I just felt that it, it would be a good thing looking at some of the uh, the obstacles that we were hitting with kids, uh, movement-wise, the obesity crisis, obviously, kids playing more on their phones than they are outside. Um, so we came up. I had a really, really supportive um, administrator who was also a PE guy, and he was like, yo, I need an extra elective. Come up with a curriculum. So we wrote the curriculum, put it together, and for the last six years, it's probably been one of the most popular electives in the school. Um, so we got 1,100-square-foot room built onto our school. We basically told the builders we didn't want a closet space and we wanted a room to house all of our fitness equipment that we had acquired because we would do like a 10 minute rotation before every PE class with 120 kids rotating to different stations um, so when we got that room we were going to just implement that into that separate room but then my curriculum got built and here we are six years later so I've got basically a 
my own little box in my middle school. Which is awesome because you have how many rigs, how many rowers? Like you, like you walk in and it looks like you're in a CrossFit gym yeah, well, in the middle well, school. Well, Nick was there uh, last year for Career Day, so uh, this year it's kind of a little bit on the construction right now. We've got three collapsible rogue rigs that are going to come out of the wall. Um, I've got about seven rowers, seven or eight assault bikes. Um, we've got like five or six treadmills, and then we have all like the functional equipment. We have barbells, weights, kettlebells, uh, boxes. Um, we're actually getting a um, ski erg this year, so we're going to throw that in there and see how that works. Uh, but it's all movable stuff, so like a typical day is I'll have three rotations going around. My classes are about 45 or 50 minutes, so ideally they could be a little bit longer to fit everything in, but you know, it's usually like about a seven or eight minute strength piece where the kids are going through and doing some sort of lower body, upper body rotation, trying to get as much work done as they can in like seven or eight minutes, um, while a group's doing a mini mecon. And then another group is just working cardio. So we'll do like cardio training on the treadmills and then they'll walk, incline runs, things like that. And then we rotate through all three of them. Uh, I was lucky enough to, when I started CrossFit a couple years ago, um, a couple people, I mean, uh, helped me out big time at uh, One Force, Jesse and Aaron. I actually had her son in my first year class. So she gave me her card and was like, yeah, Yo, you need to come over here and start working out. And then from there, I mean, they got me hooked up with Wattify. So I have Wattify in my class. All the kids have their own Wattify accounts. And, uh, you know, after they get done working out, they click their stuff in and leaderboards. Yeah. Uh, creates which, a nice atmosphere. Which is awesome. CrossFit One Force is a local gym in South Jersey um, that it seems like was supportive to, for you. Oh, and awesome. then being able to add Wattify, which is kind of like a, um, explain Wattify. It's a tracking software so the kids can track their weights week to week yeah right uh, basically it's uh, the software program that I I would say probably maybe 50 60 70 percent of the boxes uh, in the United States and around the world I guess now use um, you get your own account the workouts are put right on the TVs so I got two TVs kids pop up they have their own little icon has the workout after they get done working out they put their time in or they put their weight in or um, whatever it may be and uh, and it tracks everything. So instead of the old paper and pencil tracking of, you know, sets and reps and all that stuff, I can do Wattify pretty quickly. I can track one thing each day and the kids can see, you know, quantified data, you know. Do they like that? Do they like oh, that? Oh, they, they love it. See? Well, the biggest thing is sometimes I have to turn the leaderboard off because some of the kids get so competitive, they actually lose count of their reps. And I, I tell them in the beginning, that's like the major faux pas. I mean, you don't cheat reps. You know, just to be on the top of the leaderboard. So if we find out, we usually call them out on it. Some of the guys, you know, give kids a hard time and some ribbon. But, um, yeah, it's great. And then the nice thing is I just print it out um, into our fitness card, and I send it home at the end of 18 weeks to the parents, and they get to see, you know, how much weight they gained or how much weight they, you know, height, weight. We usually take down not much weight gain or weight loss over 18 weeks with a middle school kid other than the fact that they're growing, you know, like weeds and they're getting bigger and stronger just because that's – Development, yeah. um, but the testing is insane because I would say fifty percent of my population are kids that aren't your typical athletes that are playing organized sports, you know, all year round or specialized sports. They're just kids, that, you know, that come in and they want to move, and some of them can't, you know, step over a box. And by the end of the eighteen weeks, they're doing box jumps at twenty-four and thirty inches, and you know, so, going at it just as hard as everybody else. Can you talk about that a little bit? Or are you, are you seeing um, more of the athletes that have been involved in athletics and want to get better for their sport? Or are you seeing more of the kids that are looking to lose weight or just like self-esteem or they're just interested in fitness? Like what's the, um, 
the breakdown of those students getting involved? Because right. I know you have a large wait list too yeah. to yeah. get into the class. When I, 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 for the last six years, we've been topped at like 30 kids, so it's kind of tight. Uh, but they semestered my class, so now I get 180 new kids every uh, 18 weeks. So instead of it being a year-long class for like the first two years, they've, they've kind of spread it out because our population, we have 1,000 kids in our middle school. Um, so we try to get as many kids in as we can, and there's no prerequisite, so they can take it back-to-back -back years, and I just rotate the units. So um, starting next week, it'll be three or four different units that kind of build upon what we did last year. But there's no prerequisite, so if you didn't take it the first year or didn't get in, you can still take it in your eighth grade year. Um, but um, the majority, like I said, it's, it's pretty broken out. Um, the first year we did it, we had, I would say probably it was geared more towards or it, it grabbed the attention more of some of the kids who were typically athletes because they saw sports and health in the title, which, you know, for athletes, that's something, well, I'd rather do that than maybe take Italian or, or take Spanish. And again, coming from someone as a middle schooler, I, that's what I would have done. I would have been like, Mom, I'm not taking Italian or Spanish mm -hmm. or art. I'm going to take the sports class. Um, but after I would say the first or second year, word kind of got around and it was like, you know, you don't have to be an athlete to be in there. You're just coming in and, and working out. And we've had like multiple kids come in and lose 25, 30 pounds over the course of the year just because, you know, they've changed their diet a little bit. And we don't go crazy, crazy in our nutrition unit, but we teach, you know, proteins, carbs, fats, you know, the whole hand, uh, fist and finger, and they measure their food and they track it. And then we uh, keep it on an Excel file for like eight or nine weeks. So they're actually tracking their foods. Um, they're learning how to, you know, like go to the grocery store and try and get off some of their, you know, processed foods that they have. Um, so, so it's made a difference, but the movement part is the big thing. I mean, just getting the kids moving. Cause I mean, there's some kids that literally come in and they've never, you know, picked up a weight in their life. They've, the only thing they've picked up is their cell phones. And mm -hmm. the more and more we see of that is, you know, kids that are just coming in and struggling to move. But across the board, I would say it's 50, 50, maybe 60, 40 athletes to just kids want to come in and move do some burpees and do some box jumps <laughs> that's awesome um cool are you and then within that are you finding like those groups mesh well together like it brings them together the competition of what you're you're fostering and like get everybody seeing how they're performing and seeing progress like, like definitely and and the thing is like i preach when when they first come in is yo we're all one team here somebody's going to do something really really good and somebody's going to do something really really bad and a lot of times you'll get you know, the, the athlete or the, the stud athlete, the one that thinks that, you know, they're the next number one draft pick, come in and, you know, they think that they're going to be the heaviest deadlift or whatever and turn around, it's the kid who, you know, was the quiet one coming in, he just rolled in, and he's the one who's out deadlifting that person by a certain amount. And, and it, it kind of, like, makes the field even because, you know, just because you can, you know, dunk as an eighth grader, that doesn't mean you're the strongest one you know, or you can perform the best when it comes to, to weight. So the, the weight part of it and, and that kind of like, it makes a fair playing field for everything. So it's kind of cool to see because some of those, like I said, those athletes that, you know, they're awesome on the field, but when they get into a setting where, you know, it's, it's not about athletic ability, it kind of humbles them. Bill, how do you think, uh, or have you seen that your program develop since you started? Like what, what changes have you uh, incorporated or, or what did you, what came that you weren't expecting? Um, well, I constantly try to, to continue to improve learning wise. I mean, I, I got my level one. Um, so I've gone to that seminar. Um, I'm going to do USA weightlifting this year. So 
it's one of those things. I mean, to have a program like this, you have to be willing to work and, and put in the time to do that. Um, I mean, here, every I've been here for the last five months, and it's like a, a learning session every time I come in. You know, I go upstairs and see some of the stuff Rob's doing with his athletes and you guys doing. So it, it's kind of incorporating those things. So as I'm here trying to fix my old body, <laughs> beat down, I'm also, it's like a learning process, too. It's like going to PT school. So it's kind of cool. So, um, it's, it's, there's always things to change. Like this year, one of the things I'm going to throw in for the first month or so is just a ton of body weight stuff just to get the kids understanding their body, like body control. Um, so that when we do move on towards, you know, implementing some weights that they're in the proper positions, you know, and I, I saw that the other day when I was in bad positions and I'm sitting there and like, you know what, I need to go back to body weights, you know? So, um, if that answers your question, yeah. I don't, um, so that's it. Um, and then again, the neat thing about my curriculum is the world of sports science is constantly changing. So every time you turn on YouTube or every time you listen to a podcast, there's something different that you can get. Like this year we wrote a grant and we're going to get the, uh, the sensors to see how fast, you know, kids can pull stuff off the ground. And we got one of those ballistic balls. So that's going to, you know, how hard they can throw at the beginning to throw at the end. Yeah. And again, I mean, you know, our district is so supportive as far as they give mini grants to teachers. So every time I get a chance to try and get some extra money, I'll write a grant or something and just try to incorporate it. It's pretty cool. What have you seen at the high school level? Like, do they have any continuation of what you're doing at the middle school level or not really? There's been talk at the high school level that they want to try to get that program because our high school now is turning into um, a, like almost like an academy type high school style where they're they're putting kids in tracks uh, based upon what they think they're interested in. I mean, there's some schools in South Jersey that are like uh, like the GCIT uh, where you can go into an allied health track and you can go into an engineering track. So they're trying to switch that over because there's so many kids in some of these high schools that are losing kids because they want to go over there to those programs. So there's been talk for the last two or three years that they're going to try to create an allied health like track, and they they do some things with Rothman now for some of their uh, athletic training uh, courses because they have a <clears throat> excuse me they have a teacher Robin Jaramillo over there who's a PT or not a PT uh, um, athletic trainer and uh, she has an athletic training class so the seniors and juniors can actually take an athletic training class and they go work with Rothman so there's talk about trying to get a program like that over there. Um, it's just dynamics and, and facilities. I mean, in some cases, it's hard because if you don't have the facilities to implement that type of program, it's been tough. And they've constantly said, you know, we wouldn't go over to high school. I'm like, nah, I'm middle school. So I'm trying to stay put as long as I can. But hopefully that will happen. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool just to continue. Like, it sounds like you're tracking a lot of data, which is awesome. Um, and then just hopefully, like, you know, just I think it would be pretty cool just to see that yeah. continuation at the high school level and you know, get kids continuing to exercise and keeping kids as healthy as possible would be, I think, pretty awesome. I think adding, like, some of those, like, specific tracks is cool. I think more more high schools are starting to do that. I think it's probably already there at, like, some of your private schools, but yeah. maybe in some of the public schools, not, not yet, yeah. but... Um, well, it makes sense, too, because, I mean, most of your students, when they leave the school setting, they're going and doing some sort of training outside anyway. So some of them are going to, you know, future fitness and they're paying 30 or $40 a month to do that. Or some of them are coming over here and they're doing sports specific training and things like that. Where, <clears throat> I mean, if education in some way could kind of switch their philosophy, so to speak, as to how they handle, you know, phys ed in the high school setting or something like that and kind of incorporate at some point or something, a program where athletes 
could actually, you know, have a class throughout their school day where they could actually train for their sports. Because I know as a high school, former high school coach and a college baseball coach, like all the high school strength training programs for the most part are being run by those coaches who are coaching their in-season sports. And some of them, you know, aren't off during the off season. And then there's rules and regulations as to, you know, how long can you spend with those kids in a weight room and what can you do? So a lot of times they're on their own and it's a shame because you could incorporate it right into, you know, a phys ed program and you kind of kill two birds with one stone. Did you have a lot of resistance getting it started? Um, like I said, I had a pretty sweet deal because um, my principal was, uh, when I went to him with it, I was like, yeah, I'm working on something that may take a little while. And he's like, well, I'll just keep working. We'll see what happens. He was a he was a PE guy, totally supportive of the program. And then, you know, I just I threw it at him and said, yo, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to set it up. Nice. Is nice. there a classroom? And I think a lot of it is the classroom piece kind of adds to it because it's, it's not just coming in and, and working out or, or being you know active, which in some cases it would be great five days a week because we sit behind desks way too much in, in school as is now, but that's the beast of standardized testing. You know, I mean, more, more, more because tests have to go up, 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 where if we implemented a little bit more movement maybe, those test scores could go up because I mean, well, that's that's the brain works better when you're moving. You're, the tracking you're doing, you can now yeah. once you're five years into it, you can say these are the numbers I'm getting, the improvements I'm getting, and these are you know then you can prove that there's meaning to what you're doing. And I, I mean, you you can t you can tell. I mean, I can tell with my own two boys. I have a, a freshman and a, and a sophomore, and I know when they move. I mean, just doing things around the house and getting stuff done, they're a heck of a lot better than when they've been sitting on Fortnite for, you know, three hours because yeah. they're like zombies. And, and unfortunately, the population of our students, that's what's happening. I mean, they, they don't go out and play and climb trees. And, you yeah. know, a lot of times when I grew up, mom was home. So if, if we didn't go out and play and we came home, <laughs> mom was making us work. So yeah. we stayed out until – Eight o'clock in the morning until five. We didn't come home. We came home for lunch maybe once in a while, and, and that was chores. it. But but now you know two parents are working most of the time, so you go home from school. What do you do? You hang out at the house. Um, you know you play on your phone, and the next thing you know, you know we've got a population of terrible movers. What what about going back to the coaches? Like, have you gotten feedback from the coaches in that they've seen improvements in some of their athletes that are have done your program or they want you involved? In I've, um, I, I work pretty closely with the uh, baseball program um, over there because, well, I, I teach with the, the baseball coach, um, so he's right in the same office. So in the wintertime, uh, I'll do a lot of that stuff on the side. Uh, sometimes we'll do it at the school or sometimes like this summer we went or this winter we went down to uh, one of the CrossFit gyms. They had a hitting place right next door. So they would go hit and then they would come over we'd work out and – um, so in some cases, yes. Um, again, our, our school is set up so that we're like two different campuses. So there's a lot of distance between us. So like there's times in, in my district where I'll go like a couple months and not even see any of the high school teachers just because we're two separate buildings separated. <clears throat> Days are crazy. But uh, I usually I, – I talk to the football coach a lot, and he's, you know, always has, you know, uh, he sees the kids that – obviously have gone through my program are much better prepared and you know some of the other sports coaches but it, it would be really really cool if there was ever the ability to have that continuation over there yeah. you know but again it's facilities a lot of the schools just aren't made for facilities I mean you know you get a small room and you can only fit 25 people in there it's kind of hard to have a you know 120 
football program <laughs> with 120 kids running around. It's just difficult. Yeah. Bill, sounds like your situation is a really good one with the support that you have from your administration. Um, what are some tips or recommendations for some other people maybe that are in your shoes that are, you know, care they care about fitness, they care about movement, and are physical education mm-hmm. teachers? What are some things that you would recommend for them to, uh, you know, kind of replicate what you've done at, at your school? If, if they want to get something started, it's not very difficult to get started because, to be honest with you, I just – Went online, did some research, found a textbook, Fitness for Life. Um, we use that textbook. Um, and now we use it as a supplement to all the other stuff because textbooks last about three years and then they're outdated. But um, I just talked to people and literally when we started the program, it was just, you know, go. I went to the administration with a lot of data and said, hey, listen, how about we start this and just talk it up and talk it up and talk it up and and we didn't have any of the equipment that we now have it's been like a six-year process you know you get a little bit of money here and then you put in for a little bit more money and you don't need a lot I mean you know air squats and push-ups and those things can tear middle schoolers up which you know they're always in that first month coming back crying and they can't (laughs) walk and sit in chairs Uh, but I mean it takes a lot of work but if you have the passion and you want to do it, it, it's very easy to do. And if you connect it to test scores, or in some way you can connect it to, you know, hey, these kids are going to score higher on test scores because their brains are working better, that's your first step. Is there a study coming down the line where well, you're going to try to connect it greatest, to? Well, one of the greatest books that's already out there is uh, Dr. Um, Ratate's uh, Spark book. Um, I mean, he connects it right there. Yeah. I mean, he does all of it right there. And that was like one of the main things that I, I went in there with. I was like, here you go. Here's the book. Read it. This is, I mean, it's right here in, in front of you. And, it, and the crazy thing is, like, it, our PE program has done a really, really good job, too, of kind of incorporating fitness into the regular PE units. Because a lot of schools still do the regular PE units, you know, the softball, the volleyball, those things, where in some cases you're not getting a ton of movement during those classes. But what we what they've done over there is they've incorporated a lot of fitness around those types of activities. So, fifteen or twenty minutes of the of the class is doing some sort of fitness activity, movement activity, cardiovascular, where you're actually fooling the kids into moving, and then they'd go and play their game. So it's not like you're doing forty five minutes of softball and the kid out in right field or left field is standing there getting no work or no activity at all, you know. And then you, you incorporate the heart rate monitors and things like that. And all these kids now have the Apple Watches. That's like even better than the heart rate. Monitors. You spend all the money on heart rate monitors. I just say, oh, how many kids have Apple Watches or Fitbits? <laughs> oh, okay. Just keep track of it. Nice. You know? Good stuff. Uh, so it's just kind of being creative and just trying to get as much movement as you can, I think. And and keep fighting for it because there's a lot of school districts that are that are whacking uh, PE programs. I mean, uh, Evan Burns, the uh, athletics, I don't know if you guys have seen him and what he's been doing the last – two weeks or three weeks he's like riding his bike and running across america for mm-hmm. physical education like yeah. his kid was at a the school that they took the Zed away so he's like getting on this like crazy crusade to uh to raise money and and started a foundation so i mean if you keep fighting for it there's no way they can take it away yeah but. and it's it's crazy that they they are given the the state of academics and the country and the correlations between physical activity and improved performance in school it's, um, but anyway, Bill, thank you for your time today. Appreciate having me here. Um, if anybody has questions about how they can get started with this kind of stuff or, or um, 
look for your input on how they can impact their their programs a little bit more. Is there a way you'd like them to get a hold of you? Yeah, they could get a uh, hold of me. They could email me. Uh, my email is William Ewe, J-R, all lowercase at gmail.com. Um, on Instagram, they can, uh, I think it's Junior Ewe B on Instagram. Uh, they can yeah. get a hold of me. I mean, you can get a hold of John. I mean, yeah. you can shoot him my information. And guys, don't like be that. afraid to reach out. Bill's Bill's all about talking to anyone and anyone, everyone and anyone he can. To yeah, anyway, I can help. Super I mean, passionate. I've got six years of binders and all kinds of crazy stuff. So if anybody needs any help, uh, I'd be more than happy to help. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Bill. Until next time, guys. Thanks. Thanks.